0: Everybody and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I am your host, Bill Yankovey. And before I dive into talking about what's gonna happen this week on the show, I do want to apologize excuse me. I do want to apologize to everyone for there not being a show last week, and I'm gonna give you the honest reason right now, and that is last week was such a busy week for me that i was so tired i could not find the time to record a show um i was helping move a lot of equipment furniture at my job to get ready for the upcoming school year Uh, and that was three days worth of doing that and then there was also my mom's birthday last week so there was a lot happening uh, last week, which is why there was no show last week. But everything is okay. Everybody is fine. Um, but I'm here, back with you guys, talking about professional wrestling. And this week, going to be talking about NXT and what in the world is going on over there. Plus, got to get into some wrestling news and more. I do want to begin talking about the Ring of Honor Women's Title Tournament, the uh, championship tournament that started a few weeks ago, and they are almost done with the first round of their tournament. They only have one match left in round one for this week, and uh, let me... We'll get to the bracket, or I'll get to the bracket in just a minute. But um, so far, I, I gotta say I've enjoyed watching the tournament. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not. I mean, I, it, let me let me say this in a right way. It was going to be hard for any Ring of Honor tournament that was going to be you know, done after the pure wrestling title tournament to you know, take over or, or to have the next tournament be as good or better because my god, that that tournament was amazing last year. I, I still you know, I'm I'm still thinking about about how phenomenal that tournament was. But um right now um they got a good tournament going on all but one match was on television and the one match that wasn't on television is up on youtube for people to watch uh for those that you know want to want to view it so the one match that's going to be this weekend is going to be a very interesting match. It's going to be Holly Dead against Max the Impaler. And the winner of that match will face Angelina Love in the quarterfinals of the women's title tournament. And the brackets are filling up. Uh, the rest of the second round matches are set. You have Elise going against Nicole Savoy. Alice K against Trish Adora. And Roxy going against um, <laughs> Quinn McKay, pardon me. I, I had a blank I, I had a blank stare for a minute. But I tell you the one who's really impressed me the most from the first round matches has been Trisha Dora. I have heard a lot of good things about her. I never seen her wrestle until this week. And I have to say, I really enjoyed her match with Marty Bell. There's something about her that kind of sets her apart from some of the other female, you know, women competitors in the tournament. And I think Trisha Dora is going to be a very hard elimination. It's going to be very hard to get her out of that tournament with the way everything has gone. So, it'll be very interesting to see what happens this weekend with Holly Dead and Max the Impaler. Again, the winner of that match will face Angelina Love, who got a first round bye in the tournament. And after that match, the quarterfinals of the tournament will begin next week. Well, some good news coming into the world as... Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae announced on social media yesterday that they are expecting their first child, and you know it's wonderful news to hear when any anybody is expecting you know a, a child to come into the world. Um, but you know it, it's kind of like with Johnny and Candice, they. Been together for so long, and I would think, like, oh, these guys are going to make wonderful parents someday. And now, you know, Candace is pregnant with their first child. Uh, the baby is due in February of next year. So, congratulations to both Johnny and Candace on the wonderful news. Of the expected first child coming into the world. My god, their kid's going to be so geeked out. (laughs) It's going to be great. It's just going to be fan-freaking-tastic. Keith Lee this week came out with a video. And he talked about where he had been from... Really, the end of January into early February, up until a few weeks ago. And if you had not seen the video, I really recommend it. It's a little over six minutes. But the vi- Keith Lee is the one that does the talking in the video. And Keith Lee talks about how he did contract COVID. And that's how he missed a little bit of time. But also, at the same time, Mia Yim, his fiance, had, you know, gone to take care of him. She could have been in the Royal Rumble this past January, but decided to help get Keith better, and she ended up contracting COVID. So, that's why she was off TV for a little bit. And then Keith Lee came back in February, had one match... And then he talked about that he got a call saying there was something wrong with his blood um, and the heart. And, and that's a very serious thing. And he had to get a lot of MRIs done. He couldn't train. There were points where he could have died if things had not gone, you know, like if things had not worked. You know worked out and but thankfully they were able to catch that um and he, he joked about how like the mri machines were too small for him and it you know hurt his shoulders um but you, you know it's one of those things where it's like oh thank goodness somebody caught that right away otherwise you know Keith Lee might either number one not be wrestling anymore which in itself would be sad but number two and more importantly he might not be alive anymore he might be dead had they not caught this and it's one of those things where it's like oh thank good you know there's somebody watching you know over Keith Lee um You know, and it was just like, oh, thank goodness. Just thank goodness somebody was watching over him. And, you know, it's one of those things where, again, it's like, oh, thank goodness somebody, you know, somebody was watching over him. Really, somebody was watching over Keith Lee. And it's just wonderful to hear that he's back, he's healthy, and... You know, things are working out, and, you know, hopefully we don't get a scare like that anytime soon from, you know, for, for anybody. It doesn't matter who. It just is a it's just one of those, you know, like catch your breath and be like, oh, thank goodness. So glad to hear Keith Lee is back to 100%. Glad to hear Keith Lee is getting better And, um, hopefully, you know, we'll see more of Keith Lee in the very, very near future. I, I, I am a big fan of Keith Lee. I really like Keith Lee and I just hope that someday, you know, real soon, we'll get, you know, we'll get the Keith Lee push and, uh. Who knows? Maybe Keith Lee will go all the way to the top. Maybe he'll be a champion, like he is destined to be, as he should be. Because I think, if I remember correctly, like had he, you know, stayed healthy, the three-way match from I want to say it was Elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah, Elimination Chamber. That was the February pay-per-view. He was supposed to win the U.S. title. But, you know, stuff happened, and, but fortunately, like I said, somebody was watching over him, and he's healthy, he's fine, that's all that matters, that's really all that matters right now. Sometimes uh, I do bring up Pro Wrestling Illustrated because either, you know, of their annual PWI 500 or PWI 100 for the women. And, you know, and every once in a while the survey, which I think is going to be coming out real, real soon. Um, But this is really cool news that came out earlier this week as Pro Wrestling Illustrated has recognized two new championship titles to what is already a huge list of world championships. Uh, They they have recognized this week the IWTV Independent Wrestling title and the Pan-African World Diaspora title. And I'll read the official statement from Pro Wrestling Illustrated from their Twitter account. In recognition of the growing influence of independent wrestling and its resemblance to the territory system of yesteryear, PWI has designated two new official world championships the IWTV independent wrestling title and the Pan African World Diaspora title. Going forward, the IWTV and PAWD titles will both be referred to as World Championships within the pages of PWI, with its title holders viewed as World Champions for purposes of weekly, monthly, and annual rankings. So, that now joins a very long list, and I'm going to read off the other world titles that Pro Wrestling Illustrated recognizes. They also recognize the NWA World Heavyweight title, the WWE title, the Universal title, the Impact World title, the AEW World title, the AAA Mega title, the MLW World title, the GHC Heavyweight title, that's Pro Wrestling NOAA, the IWGP World Heavyweight title, that's New Japan Pro Wrestling, the CMLL World Heavyweight title, and the Triple Crown Heavyweight title, that is all-japan pro wrestling Um, the current title holders respectively Wheeler Yuta is the current IWTV independent wrestling champion and Trish Adora is currently the Pan African diaspora I hope I pronounced that right if I didn't I apologize uh, championship as well so really cool news, and now we have, according you know, to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, 15 recognized world championships. That's a lot of titles recognized by Pro Wrestling Illustrated, but you know what? The wrestling business just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and you can see in a lot of ways where The Independence is really, you know, starting to stick their nose in there, and it's starting to go in a very, very good way. So, the big news over the last week has been the 13 releases from NXT with some very surprising names. And I'm not, I'm gonna not do the oh, where should they go game because. That It's one of those things where it's like, that's been done, you know, I really don't want to, I don't really want to go through that again, but I, I will bring up the names that were released uh, once again, just to, you know, for those that forgot. They are Bronson Reed, Bobby Fish, Mercedes Martinez, Leon Ruff, Tyler Rust, Jake Atlas, uh, Ari Sterling, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zangier, Desmond Troy, and Stephen Smith. Those were the individuals that were released. Now, one interesting story that came out from these releases is a quote that apparently Vince McMahon made with talking about NXT he said that he does not want quote no more midgets and I had to use that word I I know people don't like that word but those are the words that were said and that he wants wrestlers in their 20's and that could be main eventers of Wrestlemania someday Okay. we are nine days away as of this recording nine days away from the next takeover and the main event of that next takeover is Karrion cross against Samoa Joe. that's the main event for the next takeover and, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna explain why I'm bringing this up. So Karrion Cross at Samoa Joe. That's your main event. Karrion Cross, 36 years old. Remember that. Samoa Joe. 42 years old. Yeah. Vince is going to get his way on that. You got someone in their mid-30s and a f- early 40s headlining the next takeover. And then, I'm gonna go down and and these are as of the moment, currently announced there may be another match added, I'm not really sure Walter against Ilya Dragunov for the NXT UK title, which is going to be insane, I I saw that first match, it was unbelievable Uh, match of the year candidate the sequel could be just as good or better, so Ilya Dragunov is 27. Okay, there's someone that you know, if Vince has his way, could be pushed in NXT. Volter is 33. Okay, he's a few years over, you know, he's a few years over 20, you know, late 20s, but you know, that's okay. We we can you know we can work around that. The NXT women's title. Raquel Gonzalez against Dakota Kai. Now, I don't think the age thing had anything to do with the women. I really don't. But for the purposes of this, we're going to include the women. So, Dakota Kai, 33. Okay. Still, you know, still relatively young. Raquel Gonzalez, 30. Okay. She's, you know, like, real close. So you know, if Vince wanted to bring them up, you know, may, maybe just maybe they could be they could be there. Who knows? Now, I'm, okay, I'm gonna save that match for last because that one is like the big one, really. All right. Then we have L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes for the million dollar belt. So L.A. Knight, he was brought in. God, almost a year ago. Thirty-eight years old. Definitely does not fit Vince's mold. Vince's idea. Cameron Grimes is twenty-seven. Okay, there's someone who could be Vince's type of guy. He's twenty-seven. He's over six. He's at six feet tall. He's got a look. You know, if Vince wanted to bring him in. Maybe. And then, the final match. Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Two out of three falls. Two out of three falls. As soon as my browser decides to work. (laughs) Kyle O'Reilly. 34 years old. Okay. That's, That's still young. You know. 34 is still relatively young Adam Cole 32 okay still young now Adam Cole's name has been brought up because his contract is about to end very very soon how soon next weekend that's right his contract ends next weekend last week Vince McMahon personally brought Adam Cole to the arena that they were at for Smackdown to have a meeting to have a talk to try to get Adam Cole to re-sign and more importantly to move him up to the main roster now This is the big question. What does Adam Cole do? He's 32. He is one of the most popular wrestlers in the world today, either as a heel or a face. I don't think it really matters. He's very popular. He's very over. Adam Cole has a very, very tough decision to make. If he stays with WWE he signs the contract more than likely he's going to the main roster I can't see him staying in NXT forever I really can't so there's a very good chance he goes to Raw or SmackDown the question then becomes how does he get used does he get used as a big-time player a serious threat to any championship or does he get held down because of his size and because he doesn't fit the quote unquote Vince mold but let's talk about if Adam Cole leaves NXT let's just start with that let's say he leaves NXT leaves WWE and says you know what I've done everything I could. I'm going to go somewhere else on my own. Obviously, people are going to say he's going to go to AEW. His girlfriend, Britt Baker, is at AEW. Makes sense. But what if he doesn't want to go to AEW? Because AEW's got a very loaded roster right now. Maybe he decides he wants to go wrestle Japan maybe he goes back to New Japan pro wrestling he wrestled there for a little bit and he's got the more I think he's got the talent to really go to New Japan if Adam Cole decided to do that or maybe he doesn't go to New Japan maybe he goes to Dragon Gate Maybe he goes to all Japan maybe he goes to Noah there's always that or Maybe he goes to Impact. Impact's been getting some good wrestlers. Their roster is starting to look good. Because even though Kenny Omega is their current world champion, Omega's not going to be an Impact forever. But they've got some very good talent there that Adam Cole could have good matches. Then, there is Ring of Honor. Yes, I have to bring up Ring of Honor on this. Ring of Honor is where Adam Cole really broke out. Like, I, and he he's wrestled a lot of indies. Like, CZW was like the first step, but Ring of Honor is where he became Adam Cole, baby. And, you know, he's the only three-time Ring of Honor world champion they've ever had. Maybe he wants to go back get something, you know, maybe some unfinished business there, there's a crop of good talent right there and Ring of Honor. So really, for Adam Cole, there's no bad scenario as far as where he works, as far as, like, does he stay in WWE? Does he go to AEW? Does he go to Japan? Does he go to Impact? Does he go to Ring of Honor? He could go to MLW. We don't know. We really don't know what's going to happen. It's going to depend on how he's used in those promotions. Obviously, if he stays with WWE, that's the biggest question mark. Does he get used for you know, good purposes or does he end up getting to be one of those that's stuck in the middle, nowhere to go, can't really get out, is in a crappy angle. That's the problem. With anywhere else, he's not going to have that problem. He is not going to have that problem at all. It's really where where does he go? The only one that has that answer is Adam Cole. Adam Cole is the only one who has the answer to that question. And what happens in nine days at the next takeover is going to be a very big decision, or is going to be a very big showing of where Adam Cole ...is going to land... ...or is going to go... ...because my... ...here's my thinking... ...if Adam Cole wins... ...the two out of three falls match... ...if he wins that two out of three falls... ...match with Kyle O'Reilly... ...I think he stays... ...with WWE... ...I really do... ...if he loses... ...then it becomes wide open... ...it could be... ...he leaves... Or he stays but just leaves NXT. So, a lot of interesting scenarios, a lot of interesting cases for Adam Cole. But I just wanted to bring that up. And then, you know, some of the other guys, um, real quick as far as their age, because, you know, that's what Vince is, you know, worrying or concerned about. Tomasa Chapa, 36 years old. Timothy Thatcher, 38 years old. Santos Escobar, 37 years old. Let's look at the tag champs right now. MSK, Nash Carter, 27. Okay, age is a plus. His negative is he's 5'10". Doesn't fit fences, you know, doesn't fit the belt. I want someone bigger. Gotta get someone who's bigger and better. Wesley 26 again age is on his side height is not on his side so really the whole thing of what you know Vince wants and you know NXT and all that I don't know I really don't know because and I was going to save this till next week But I think I better say it now because if I don't say it now it'll never be said. With this upcoming takeover we might want to enjoy this upcoming takeover because that could be the last takeover that we see of the NXT that we know and love. I really think that way. Whatever, you know, comes after the 22nd of August, it's going to be a new it's going to be a whole different world, a whole different ball game for NXT. And you know, it's just one of those kind of wait and see what happens. That's really how it is. It's a scary thing because at one point, NXT was the go-to show. That was the show to watch every week. And now, it's kind of, you know, within a matter of two-plus years, they are in a crossroads that there's no way of getting out of. And there's no idea what's going to happen because, really, Vince is the one that kind of is controlling the destiny of NXT. It's a scary, scary thought. Okay, I want to remind everyone real quick. Tonight is the debut episode of Rampage, AEW Rampage, 10 o'clock Eastern on TNT. Three matches signed, all championship matches, with the big one being Britt Baker defending the AEW women's title against Red Velvet, plus Kenny Omega ch- or defending the Impact World title against Christian Cage, and Miro defending the TNT title against Fuego Del Sol as they are on the road to All Out, which is only a few weeks away. Kind of surprised that we're at that time of the year already with All Out. So that is going to do it for the show for this week. Going to do the plugs. If you guys have any questions or comments, send an email, wrestlingman at thatwrestlingshow.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Wrestling Show 11. Follow us on Instagram at That Wrestling Show. And, you know, join our Facebook group. It is That Wrestling Show Fan Group. You type that in the search bar and you're right there. If you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. And, if you like what you heard here, and if you want to listen to more content, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash thatwrestlingshow, where our highest tier is $3. That's all it is, is $3. And you can pledge $3 a month, you can pledge more if you want, and you'll get some wonderful content on our Patreon page. Now to plug some friends and other podcasts you should check out, starting with our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. This week, Joe and Michael, they talked about in their Unsung Heroes segment, Jimmy Harn and J.J. McGuire, plus week two of the royal flush of the worst celebrities in wrestling, plus a review of Stampede Wrestling. Plus, and again they're the only show that gets this no other podcast gets this if you sign up for their $5 tier you can get right now their review of SummerSlam 1993 that's right you can get their review of SummerSlam 93 with the Lex Express that's on our Vantage Point the Retro Wrestling Podcast Also, check out Greetings from Allentown, Peter Winston. He's a one-man band. Sometimes he's got Keithy with him. This week, uh, an episode of GFA Live is up. An episode of Worldwide Wrestling from November 23rd, 1991. That is on Greetings from Allentown. Also, check out Juice Pro Wrestling, where this week, they go into further depth of NXT. And where do we go from here? That is... All on Juice Pro Wrestling. And check out the 24-inch podcast. Almost a 24-inch Python podcast. That would be the wrong name. It's a 24-inch podcast with Steve Bennett and Dave Rollins. As this week, they take a look at the main event from SummerSlam 1988. Where the Mega Powers met the Mega Bucks. That is on the 24-inch podcast. Which you can find via the Sports podcasters podcast now if you're looking for non-wrestling related podcasts check out the best pick movie podcast with Tom John and Jess now that they've gone through all 92 best picture winners they're gonna go in a different route so this time around they are going to discuss the taking of Pelham 1 2 3 that is this week on the best pick movie podcast also, check out Last Stop Penn Station with Carrie Silken and Ian Riccaboni, As this week, they talk about and are joined by famous photographer George Nepolitano. He is a famous photographer for both professional wrestling and celebrities as well. Should be a really good interview. Check it out on Last Stop Penn Station. Also, check out the Castle Vault where they no longer are watching animated films, but they are powered by Disney+. Plus. They are into the Marvel comic universe, and this week they watch and discuss Iron Man 2, that is, this week on the Castle Vault. Also, check out Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, where they welcome the Twine Ball Mayor, Josh Johnson, the mayor of Darwin, Minnesota, which is home to the largest ball of twine in the world that is on dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast also check out escape from vault disney they have a mini-sode this week where tony goldmark talks about the galactic star cruiser and how much it costs and believe me when you hear it it is a ridiculous amount of money that is this week on escape from vault disney Also, check out Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast, where I watch, discuss, and review each and every South Park episode. This week, it is the end of Season 12 of South Park, as I discuss the Season 12 finale, The Ungroundable, that is this week on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. Also, check out the latest Wrestling with COVID with myself, Jim Boy star, and Josiah, And, coming up sometime real soon, going to announce the date for Season 2 of Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. Next week is a very big show. Really big show. Going to be previewing a lot of events. Because next week, going to preview SummerSlam. Going to preview NXT TakeOver. Going to preview both Knights of Ring of Honor's Glory by Honor. That's four shows right there already, and going to talk about what could be a very big day in professional wrestling, August the 20th, 2021, as it could be the day that a certain punk comes home. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. Have a safe, wonderful weekend, and come back here for the big preview extravaganza next week, right here on That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. And as always, wrestle on.